0: You're listening to the man with his finger on the pulse of the market, The Real Estate Show with Kevin Turner on Brisbane's 4BC. Well, this morning in the show, we're unpacking the market. We're trying to take a realistic look at what is happening around Australia. Simon Presley from Propertyology, who is a regular guest on our show, has actually done a huge amount of research this week and looked all around uh, Australia and uh, spoken to many, many agents in the different markets to try and pick out what is exactly happening. But just before we do that, well, firstly, let me say good morning and welcome to the show, Simon. Thanks very much for your time and thanks for all your excellent work this week too. It's been phenomenal, mate. Thank you.
1: My pleasure, mate. Always good
0: to chat. Uh, Simon, let's wind the clock back. Let's go back to uh, February, March of this year when the economists were saying, well, uh, with COVID coming along, you know, we're going to see price drops of anywhere from 10. I think even some of them were saying up to 50%. You didn't say that, and I recall having you on the show when you said, uh, "Once we get through this, um, once we—I think your words were—once we are allowed out of our cocoons, we're going to see a booming market." Um, that seems certainly seems to be the case.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, we you know, unfortunately, Kevin, we're going to hear, I think, continue commentary that we're going to be talking about no immigration and unemployment rising and what happens when job keeper stops and all that sort of stuff. Yes, it's relevant. But there are a lot more pieces to the property puzzle than the things, the negative things that we seem to be focusing on. Most importantly, what we have right around Australia, Kevin, is um, a dire straits shortage of properties listed for sale and for rent. Now, that might not be the case in Sydney and Melbourne, but every other capital city and almost every regional community, that's exactly the case. Um, property shelter. And and while some people have had their income adversely affected by COVID, most haven't. In fact, some have had their incomes increase. And there's Mm. enough buyer activity to put pressure on a limited number of properties for sale. We think 2021 is going to be the start of the first widespread Australian property boom for nearly 20 years. Wow.
0: Uh, Help me understand here, though, I mean, we're talking here about economists who've got a very good handle on on what is happening. How do they and why did they get it so wrong?
1: Well, they just don't, that they mean well and they're honest people, which I guess that's why they're often called upon, you know, what do you think will happen? Um, But they're they're generalists, they are the... um, I guess the financial services are, you know, equivalent of the general practitioner, whereas they're not the property market specialist. So there's no consequences for them to make a comment and it it not prove to be true because they're not transacting in property every day. They just don't understand how complex um, property is. That's why they... uh, almost always get it wrong. And uh, and I think in times of adversity, with so much uncertainty, it's uh, times like now when reputations are either damaged or um, or enhanced.
0: Okay, well, we know that they, they look at some fairly um, detailed uh, stats around migration, unemployment um, and and so on. I guess it, you can see why they reached that conclusion. You, on the other hand, you, you look at... Um, volume, you look at uh, transactions, vacancy rates and, you know, those sorts of stats, it gives you a totally different view from the windscreen as opposed to looking through the rear view mirror.
1: Yeah, and look, it's not just people that, uh, you know... um Decide to move, migrate to Australia, that buy, buy properties when they focus on immigration is going to be frozen. So therefore, property prices are going to decline. Well, not not that simplistic of that. Has anyone ever been to an auction or an open home on a Saturday morning? I mean, I guarantee you, you won't see any people um, inspecting those properties that have just jumped off a plane at an international airport. Um, they're, they're the everyday Aussies. Our um, population typically grows by sort of about one point three to one point five percent per annum. Um, of which half of that increase is people coming from overseas, it's the other 985 uh, percent of people that they're the really the ones that transact in property. So um, the demand is not is very has very little to do with overseas migration. It's existing Aussies who wants to buy for, buy property.
0: One of the problems that I've always had with data is that it. it Lags reality. The, you know, sometimes there's a, anything up to a four or even five month lag in the information we're getting as to how it's actually going in the market. The thing I love about what you did this week is that you've done some extensive research. You've rung around uh, people on the ground in, in various different markets. Tell me about some of the feedback you've been getting. And then if we can just have a look very quickly at some of the states you called, tell me firstly an overview of what you heard back from these people. And then let's have a look at some of the areas in. Victoria
1: yeah um, the, the reason we have never done this before Kevin but it was really important because if, if let's say you sold me a property today I signed that contract to buy that property today it will be five months before the core logics of the world capture that transaction and now that's normal that's that's just real estate but so much has changed in Australia in five months now we we were very confident that large parts of Australia were booming here now in September, October 2020. But we're not prepared to wait until February when some data is available to see that happening because we think it's uh, actually moving quite fast. So so I, I personally rang no less than 30 agents, every capital city and many regional locations. I rang them all this week um, to say, please tell me what are you seeing on the ground so that people don't have to wait till February to realise... It that have missed out on a lot. So there are at least 10 locations in Australia that are booming. Double-digit growth right now. I'll list them for you. Noosa is officially Australia's hottest property market right now. Canberra, double-digit growth. Orange, probably in its fifth year of growth. Dubbo, going crazy at the moment. Burnie, probably 10% growth already in, in the nine months so far this year. Bendigo, 15% growth already this year. Mildura is going nuts. Mount Gambier in South Australia... Strongest market since 2003, believe it or not. Coffs Harbour. I had an agent tell me he's got he regularly sees people in tears because they they've got nowhere to live. That's how tight housing is. And and, and a number of one industry mining towns such as Caratha and Murrumbat. Um, they've been going strong for probably 12, 18 months. So mm. they're booming already. But I believe that there will be maybe maybe in as many as 20 locations that I have not listed there that are probably as close as only a few months away before they are officially in boom conditions.
0: So what about uh, some of the other stats? I know you spoke to the agents and that's that's very valuable information that's on the ground type stuff. But uh, looking at some of the stats, uh, what are you seeing with vacancy rates and employment figures?
1: Yeah, so vacancy rates, um, we keep hearing on a daily basis about Sydney and Melbourne's vacancy rates and they're they're city centres. You know, Melbourne, for every six apartments... One of them's empty. So that, that is, you know, um, catastrophic. But that's not all of Melbourne. The suburbs are holding up fairly strongly. Sydney's had some problems pre, pre-COVID. But um, six of our eight capital cities have a vacancy rate of 2% or lower. That's tight. Some of those uh, capital cities have a vacancy rate below 1%. That's crisis stuff. Um, large parts of regional Australia. So we tallied up um, our 52 biggest Towns and cities, obviously, with the capitals um, being eight of those, and seventy-five percent of those fifty-two individual cities are officially undersupplied. They got mm-hmm. vacancy rates of below two percent, which means rents are rising, and property managers are getting multiple applications to, to rent to rent a property. Um, that's not COVID-related. That that's that's been building for quite some time before COVID, um, and COVID hasn't dinted that whatsoever in fact what we're seeing is a number of people are relocating from our big congested cities such as sydney melbourne and even a little bit of brisbane they're relocating away from the congestion to other parts of regional australia and putting what was already a tight market under even more pressure
0: i was going to ask you when when you called around the agents uh, d- did you notice anything in price brackets um, you know we're we we are hearing that the top end of the market, that is anything over a million, two million, is is actually moving quite rapidly. But just looking through some of these areas, you're talking about there, you're talking about some very very affordable areas around Australia. Um, you know, in, in some of the regional areas, Mildura, Bendigo, um, not so much Noosa. You know, Noosa I wouldn't put in that category. But but even Harvey Bay, Bundaberg, Toowoomba, these are all very affordable areas, Simon.
1: They are, and that, that's obviously not nothing to do with COVID. The locations you've listed there, and there are literally dozens more. Um, you know, some of them you can buy a good quality house, believe it or not, under three hundred thousand. That's certainly the case in Mildura, um, which is one of the strongest markets in Australia right now. Um, several others will be sub four hundred. Um, Townsville, you know, Harvey Bay, are some you know, Queensland examples there. Uh, and it's only under 500. There are very few locations in Australia where the cost of a typical house exceeds 500. It's the bigger profile ones that exceed it. But um, you know, in every state and territory, even in some capitals, I mean, you could buy a good quality house in the central part of, um, say, Hobart, Adelaide, Perth, for under 500,000. Um, yeah, very affordable. And then when you can buy them without these all-time record low interest rates, I mean, it's crazy, isn't it, how, how, how cheap they are. It's almost free money. Um, and Why wouldn't you take advantage of that?
0: Yeah. In the Brisbane market, you spoke to Tristan Rowland from uh, Stone Real Estate, and he said that uh, he's experiencing the best time he's had since 2006. That is quite a, an outstanding statement.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, and again, it's, it's a housing supply story. Uh, Tristan is a great, um, you know, agent and operates in Brisbane's middle ring, and it's certainly, um, you know, not a thriving Queensland economy that's causing what Tristan's experiencing. What's causing it is he's just got no stock. Um, he can sell a lifestyle Eskimo. He's a great agent, but he's just got absolutely no stock, and there are more than enough people who want to transact in real estate. But when you've got nothing to buy, it's seagulls fighting over a chip stuff. And we're seeing that in <laughs> Brisbane.
0: We're seeing that throughout Australia. Indeed. Hey, Simon, we're out of time, but thank you so much uh, for your great work this week. I really appreciate it. Simon Presley is from Propertyology. You can see a very detailed report about all of this, lots of graphics as well, as he breaks it down state by state and uh, takes you to all the locations and tells you why he's predicted them. Uh, you'll find all that research at uh, propertyology.com.au. Simon, thanks again for your time.
1: Good on you, Kevin. Thanks, man.